0: Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of The Magic Cast. I'm your host Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 189. On tonight's episode, we'll be talking about a certain game that happened at the Stadio Olimpico. What game? Did anything really happen? Ah, Lazio beat Roma in the Derby della Capitale 1-0. Thanks to a goal from Matteo Zaccagni. Roger Obañez once again didn't have the best showing in a Rome Derby. I think that's his third bad Rome Derby since he's been at Roma. With me tonight I've got two very special guests. Um Joey, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Uh I'm all good. Um dwelling on a, a derby defeat. I think it's the third one in in the last 18 months but yeah i'm all good um i've got the returning the doctor who's been a bit busy with work and he was with and he was in pakistan not so long ago a place that i would love to go to soon uh, hopefully next year imran how are we did you did you enjoy your time away in pakistan
1: oh i'm good thank you yeah it was very good two weeks but um i really enjoyed it yeah I would love to be there when you will be there as well sometime in the future.
0: You know there's only one reason why I'm going out there, don't you? Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) To watch some cricket, just to soak up the atmosphere. Um, PSL games next year could be on On the the horizon horizon in 2024, Uh, but who knows. Um, Shall we just dive straight into it? That's here one, Romanil. Roger Abagno sent off after 30 minutes. Mateo Zaccani scoring just past the hour. Chris, no, it was a Casale own goal also that was ruled out for VAR. There were some shenanigans at the final whistle. Um, Two players got sent off after the final whistle, which was Adam Maricic, Brian Cristante. Two support staff, one of Lazio and one of Roma, also got sent off during the game. So you had one sending off on the pitch, two in the technical area, two after the final whistle. Gianluca Mancini and Adam Marisic going at it. Brian Costante and a former Roma player and Luca Pellegrini going at it. It was all bubbling under the surface, surface, sorry, it was a very touchy Rome derby where yellow cards were handed out left, right and centre. I'll go first to you, Imran, and I'll go to you, Joey. What's your overall thoughts on the performance, the aftermath, because the aftermath is probably worse than the performance because the Sampdoria game, you're going to be without Gianluca Mancini, who's suspended, Brian Cristante, who's also suspended. Roger Banyas is also suspended and Marsh Kumbula, I think, will be suspended after his red card against Oswola.
1: Yeah, I think it's a shame because uh, not, not just that, you know, what happened or what took place after the game because, you know, derbies can be very, uh, very heated and uh, there is always some sort of drama after the game. But this one was a bit different because there was a lot of talk before the game and uh, uh, and it was only to an extent natural because we progressed from the Europe, Europa League and then Mourinho had a go at Lazio for being knocked out of the Conference League. And um, so leading up to the game, there was, uh, there was a lot of talk about that. But uh, it was a bit interesting. Uh, I think uh, Luis Alberto said it after the game that <laughs> Roma... It not. Only did they talk a lot before the game, but they did it during the game as well. And I kind of felt that because uh, it felt as if we were doing everything and, you know, before the game, I can understand. But during the game, there's a lot of focus away from what's happening. We, We... We're up there with every situation, you know. uh, You know, there's so many, so much focus on uh, unnecessary discussions with opponents, uh, staff, and uh, uh, yeah, which takes away a lot of the focus from the game in itself. And then I think you can look at the game in itself in two two ways. I mean, one is the game that we played. Uh, first half an hour, I think it wasn't impressive, but still, we knew that we would eventually get our chances if we played 11 versus 11. I think Lazio had the possession, which uh, we were fine uh, with, and uh, uh, then, you know, Ibanis being Ibanis, uh, like you said, the third derby, which he completely makes a fool out of himself, and after that, he was going to be. Re- really difficult. All we could hope for was really just keep it tight in defence, hope to not concede a goal and then somehow uh, by not taking too many chances, uh, hope that we could get some and get a goal through set pieces, cor- either corner kick or free kick. We were very close to it, like you mentioned. It was ruled out for offside through VAR, but uh, it was uh, it was always going to be difficult when you go- when you're a man down, and you played most you know 70 minutes uh, plus at a time with a uh, with a man. Less than your opponent, so it, it was always going to be difficult. So very disappointed uh, with uh, Ibanias and how he managed to, you know, get sent off by two yellow cards in offensive play. I mean, both of them were in the opponent's half, and it's um, it, it really disappointing.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Joey, I'll, I'll throw it over to you. What was your thoughts on the derby? Because as Imran says, there was a lot of chat. pre. I imagine during the game, I can imagine the chat was from one centre-half. who managed to get booked in the second half. And I think he probably went almost four months without a yellow in Serie A because I imagine Gianluca Mancini tried to do his best to get under the skin of every Lazio player on the pitch and he almost succeeded because I swear he got under the skin of Luis Alberto a couple of times but what was your thoughts on Roma's performance overall because as Imran said Roma did play well for 30 minutes until a red card and it was pretty much a rearguard job and maybe try to nick something at the end which they nearly did uh, Casale had his almost had his Paolo Negro moment if you remember back in the day Imran that infamous goal in the derby oh, game yes. at Capitale, <laughs> which handed Roma the win i think me and you talked about it last summer but yeah jerry what were your thoughts on the derby performance yesterday uh
2: i thought uh, imran brought up a good point of roma uh chatting a lot before the game and they just from that point on it was just the wrong approach for the derby especially with uh you know champions league qualification is is a big priority for obviously for both teams. There's a lot to play for. I just think from the lineup he put to the approach, it was just it was wrong. Um, we've mentioned a lot uh, from previous episode how Zaleski has been struggling on the right side, and he still continues to put him and leave Celic in the dark, and it proved to be costly because that Kanye was it was too much for Zaleski to handle. As well as not putting Abraham up top, I know Balati works hard, but he hasn't scored a goal in Syria. Uh, and you know you want to go out there and win the derby. I think at that situation, you got to put you got to put Tammy out there. So from the lineup and even the approach in the game, we did okay, but I don't think we really we didn't really see that that sort of. Um, energy or that that fight to get a goal early like we did against Sociedad maybe you know playing just playing after that game in Spain it kind of hurt them a little bit but they were a little conservative and they've been very conservative since the Cremonese lost even against Juventus they were you know even though they won they were super conservative so from from the first 30 minutes uh they were they were a little conservative and then obviously Banez gets the two yellows which we mentioned pre-pod the first yellow, I think it's too early to give on a foul like that. I mean, I, I think it was a little harsh, but the second yellow was deserved. And then we we tried to just hope for 0-0, uh, but they ended up scoring. And even the approach second half, taking off DiBala, I, I thought maybe it wasn't the the best of subs to make. The, so the approach, the I think the subs weren't weren't the greatest choices. And I think Roma should have uh, instead of trying to just shit house 0-0, maybe try to play a little bit with the ball. you never know at zero zero, be a little more aggressive, not not too much, obviously because they have a red card, but i just I just think they went way too conservative given the struggles we 're having with some of their players, and it ultimately cost us
0: did you like did you both like the approach in like the final fifteen minutes or so because they did really give it a go? They yes. went to a 4, uh, was it like a 4, four, four, four one maybe? With Abraham, Solbaken, and and had um, Matic and Cristante in the middle. Was that probably, could you have done that maybe a little bit too uh, earlier? I thought maybe taking Matic on for... Um, Dybala could have given us a bit more battle in the midfield because the midfield was a little bit overrun. Their, to be honest, Lazio's midfield, when they've got the ball and when they're wanting a goal, is quite good with SMS and Luis Alberto. But I just think, I, I agree, the, the substitutions were a little bit off. But would you agree with the, both of you that the approach in the final 10-15 minutes, because Lazio were a little bit nervy, were was right because you had attacking players come on they had a couple of chances. They could have snatched something out of it, but I think overall it was a little bit deflating after the disallowed goal because you got back into it. I may have to apologize to my neighbors afterwards after screaming the house down, but it was just feels a little bit meh and a little bit deflating afterwards.
2: Yes, Scott, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, So you're clarifying what, uh, what i was explaining is i think they should have brought this approach maybe not that aggressive because you're down a goal but at 0-0 i think they should have brought a uh, a little bit of a better approach in the second half and earlier i thought they were just way too conservative and lazio were were giving us problems especially on the left uh, on our right side their left side was cecani so i think they should have brought a a, a little more up tempo in that second half and earlier,
0: yeah, I agree. do you echo our thoughts on that because they did uh, give it a go, but yeah.
1: Well, they. I, I think uh, they had no choice because uh, yeah, the, the everything that happened in the last 15 minutes, it was uh, and if you look at the taxi, it was reactive, it wasn't proactive because what you are, mean, uh, what you are highlighting basically what you wanted to see. Uh, was uh, would have probably been a more proactive Roma, where they try to create that or um, play like that, even though they weren't a goal down. Of course, that's difficult when you're a man down, but it's only natural. If that goal, if we consider that goal in the 89th minute, then we would have seen that reaction in the last five, six minutes, or plus mm-hmm. injury time. So it, it, it's it's just a react and Sometimes it can give give a good effect if you remember the. I think uh, Rudy Rudi Garcia's time, we played Juventus Olympico. We were one 0 down. We had a man down, and then we scored an equalizer despite being a man down because we really, we really played in, with a lot of passion, a lot of uh, enthusiasm, just because we desperately wanted it. We tried something like that yesterday, but once again, it, it's not, uh, it's not something that you it's just a reactive tactics and you can't really you can't really put so much you know emphasis on it or give too much importance to it because what you would like to do, what you would like to see uh from your team is to to be to have a certain idea or a certain you know, try to play in a certain way from the first minute, pretty much like we did last season when we won 3-0. I mean, that was a derby that we took command from the first minute. We knew what we wanted. We knew how how we wanted to play and we did it. I I, I would have wanted to see something more along those lines. Um, it's a shame be- that we haven't been able to see a lot of it because the team, I think, still it has uh both the quality but also the characteristics and the preparations uh in place uh to play like that so the last 15 minutes you know we were still in complete control of that game but of course uh we had to push forward when we when we were a, nil down, a goal down because um, it wouldn't help uh, defending further you know 1-0 defeat
0: yeah, you didn't want to play a, a five-three-one up until like the 80th minute, and then or 85th minute, and then give it five minutes at the end. Yeah, I, I, uh, I exactly.
1: You yeah, you have to you yeah. have to take a chance there, so you have to make offensive substitutions, and uh, you just have to hope for the best. So that's what we did, but. Um uh, ultimately, lose, we know that. Lose. Yeah,
0: sorry, sorry, Imran, Didn't mean
1: to cut you. No, off. no, you're right. We'd rather lose two they than not going. Yeah, 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 But uh, you can't, you know, you can't just look away from the fact that uh, the sending off, um, you know, decided the course of the whole game, and uh, really, really took away our, you know, any chance that we had during the game. Uh, to get a good result, so it uh, it. Uh, but we talked about you know the talk before the game, the whole approach, this whole concept of uh, you know shit and uh, and only you know just focusing on the result because you know a lot of even the most militant Morini fans must start thinking that. Uh, uh, they must start, start thinking, okay, you know, if you if you really want to look at just, you know, the concept of just looking at the result and when the results don't come, they must start wondering, okay, you know, can we really, you know, keep defending this whole idea, this whole concept because uh, it's so inconsistent and uh, now we've lost two league games in a row. We lost a point to Lecce. We lost to Cremonese. We had a good run uh, from January, but... Ultimately, the, the lack of consistency will, uh, I think, ultimately uh, see us in a position where we won't finish top four, even though we still have, hypothetically, you know, a relatively good chance. But I think Juventus are in a better position, even though they are six points behind.
0: Well, me and Joey in the last couple of weeks have been saying this, but no one wants top four, do they, Joey? Every team in Serie A in that position, apart from Lazio, because they are now second, second, sorry, but no one wants top four. They're all buckling under the pressure. Into last night, I studied sadly oh, too much football over the weekend. I was burnt out, so I missed a David Italia. Um, And then Milan, away Udinese, um, atalanta did win but they're a little bit further up. by roma's inconsistencies are, are catching them up at, at the moment i imagine because of the europa league run also they're going a bit deep in in europe but i uh, do you agree with him because we, we, we've been talking about it for a while no one wants top four bar napoli do they they're all cocking up at, at the most important times like Going into the game last week against Sassuolo, er, like, all the teams around Roma last week were losing, and you think, "Ah, uh, all they have to do is don't cock it up." And what happened? And then you go into a into the game in midweek, they got a good a good result and got fired in the, in Europa League. And then they tried to do something, it backfired yesterday, and they did a bit of reaction. But I'm uh, just hoping down the line this doesn't cost them in the in the long run.
2: It uh, it might Scott, but uh, you can say that about all teams. You're right. Yeah. Uh, we've spoke about it. No one does want top four. There's way too many inconsistencies. Besides every team, uh, from every team besides Napoli, and I think that is due to obviously playing in in many competitions. And every team, I'm pretty sure, are worse than last year in terms of quality. Um, they they've lost either depth or or uh, bigger players or the players they've gotten just haven't lived up to expectation barring napoli so it seems you know tottenham uh, sorry when milan faced tottenham and then you got inter against Port- porto they they seem to be putting up a little better performance than when they come back to Serie a so i think those cups are are definitely having an effect uh, on those teams same with same with Roma. And, uh, it's, you know, we had a good, Imran said it. We had a good run from January. Um, but we didn't, we didn't start playing the cup yet. As soon as we started playing the cup, uh, we, we started to struggle. And the way we approach games, especially recently, uh, we were approaching them more reactively and it's leading to way too many inconsistent results. We're, we're trying to just, you know, uh, we're trying to score on, on other teams' mistakes. We're not trying to force the play or dictate the play. We're just seeing how they perform and trying to react to it. And I think it's starting to cost us. And really, since the Creminesi and all the Cups uh, that came in from, the, from that loss, we've we begun to be, uh, to be more reactive. We're waiting for see how a team does for us to respond. It worked against Juve, but this is the inconsistency. It, it, it really didn't work last night against Lazio. So yeah, n- nobody seems to want fourth place. I think the quality of the top teams are lower and especially especially Roma uh not not that not that they're lower quality, they're just missing pieces, but that's always been Roma's problem and they're just uh being way too conservative causing these inconsistent results to be in the top 4.
0: I completely agree. It's it's been going on for a couple of weeks now. Um Imran, you did mention a certain fan base. Do you reckon they will be lapping it up about a certain ex-Juventus and Inter Milan manager having a meltdown in a press conference? They're probably enjoying that more than Roma's performance yesterday.
1: I don't know. They have a lot of battles that they actively participate in. I mean, (laughs) they follow (laughs) the development of Manchester United, Tottenham. I mean, uh, yeah, so passionate about a lot of things. But uh, for us, I would say that um, I don't know what will happen after the season, but most likely, I think, even at this point, I think even Mourinho has hinted to to some extent that he would probably leave. And then I think uh, for what is to come after uh, the Mourinho, I think we have to take a different direction. Uh, I mean... Um, probably look for something more proactive to play in a certain way um, less confrontational uh, more focus on developing an identity a style of play and um, yeah I think that would be Focus, and yeah, I don't care what they think or what they say. <laughs>
0: um, I have a feeling he might go to Chelsea, but I'm not too sure. But that's for the summer. Um, I wanted to ask you both. I got two questions about yesterday's game, and it links into one. Um, the discipline at this club this season is is quite shocking, and I've noticed it game by game. And it, it's it's been poor and it, it yesterday it probably reached a new level because it was a derby game and it was a bit of shithousery and Roma did a lot of talking on off the pitch and off, or probably on the pitch also but how bad is the Roma's disciplinary record this season because it's in the stands manager was off off after getting sent off a couple of weeks ago, his assistant manager got was suspended for a month. I think two of the analytical guys have been sent off in recent games. Um, I'm surprised Nuno Santos hasn't been sent off more often after what happened last year. And Rand, remember against Glimt. Yeah, yeah. But this season, especially in the last month or so, it's been really bad.
1: But it's part of the plan, isn't it? It's part of the strategy. It's part of the whole tactics. That's that's what Mourinho brings. And it's us against them mentality. I mean, when you have Nuno Santos, uh, you know, uh, being as active as he is, I mean, you see everyone is, you know, they're flourishing. They're up and jumping here and there. I mean, they... I, 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 yesterday Nuno Santos had a go at Pedro for what yeah. I mean, the poor guy didn't do anything. Who's, nice. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, I think it's part of the plan. I'm not surprised because uh, this is how Mourinho has been like throughout his career. And uh, I know when, when the results don't go your way, you will be exposed even more and there will be even more sendings off. And, uh, that's what's been happening lately but it's not something I can relate to, it's not something that I prefer but uh, this is the reality that we find ourselves in
0: I don't like, I on the pitch I don't mind shit shithousery I, I actually quite enjoy it because I'm, I'm glutton for punishment but recent weeks, like the disciplinary issues, like Joey, we haven't really talked about it, it's been really bad hasn't it on and off the pitch.
2: Yes, it has. Uh, Mourinho always brings that us-against-the-world mentality. Mm. And, uh, you know, they celebrate and fight every goal, but they also argue and fight every call. And it doesn't look good on Roma. I I thought at first uh, I can understand the frustrations because a lot of referees, like we mentioned pre-pod, a lot of referees, um, you know, something happens to them after a Roma game. So that can't be an accident either. If uh, if something happens in a Roma game that they're frustrated about, you see like they either get suspended, they go to Serie B or something happens to that referee. So they're definitely in the wrong somewhere. I just think Roma can approach that a little more professionally. Yes, some of the calls have been really bad against Roma. I agree. And the referees have paid for it. The, the ones who suffer in the end are us, but it doesn't seem like Mourinho, the staff, and just collectively as a group, they can just they can hold the frustration and handle it a more professional way, which they should. And evidently I think it hurts Roma because not having Mourinho on the touchline, as good as Fati's been, even though he lost his last two games, it, having Mourinho's presence probably boosts the team a little more than having Fati at this at this present moment. So it's hurting us and it doesn't make us look good. I just wish uh with all these uh a lot of these bad referee decisions that go our way, if Roma can just handle it a little more professionally, uh, it would just benefit everybody,
0: no, I completely agree. um my final question uh before we go into some listeners questions um there probably will be a full guy, and I feel sorry for him because he 's played really well this season um Joey, I'll come to you first. he hasn 't had the best of time in in the Rome derby is roger Ibanez. um we We talked a little bit about it earlier, but Will his hot-headedness cost us a little bit yesterday? Because he really didn't make, need to make that tackle against Milinkovic-Savic. Who I didn't mind him celebrating the red card. I would have done the same thing. I imagine if the roles were reversed, Roma players would have been celebrating in front of the fans to cheer them up. But um, he, two derbies in a row now, three in I think it's three and five. He's cost us a little bit. He didn't have the best one during the COVID season when um Lazzari just tore him to shreds. But I saw some tweets yesterday. One made me laugh this morning. In the next Rome Derby. Whoever's in charge, if it's Mourinho or someone else, just don't don't play him.
2: Yeah, I would uh, that would be the probably the best tactic really is not to play him. Um I I rate him as a center back. I think he I think he's great. He's been great for Roma. The only time it gets to him and this is all mental is when he plays Lazio. He seems to just have a meltdown. I don't know why I I can't begin to explain it, but against Lazio he just he doesn't perform and not only does he not perform, he puts Roma into danger. He gave up the goal on uh, the first first time around when Roma were at home uh, on the one zero loss and obviously in this mm. derby and in the previous ones, as you mentioned. So he's been excellent for Roma this season. I can take nothing away from Rabanius, but yeah, this a lot of this is this on him. He was a little unfair on the first yellow, but I mean, there's no need to make, you know, you're on the yellow. There's no need to make that tackle on Milinkovic savic to get the second one. And, uh, yeah, he's just he's he's gotta learn from it. Uh playing the derby is one of the biggest things in Rome and he's gotta step up. And what's what's shocking about it is he steps up against teams who are ultimately better than Lazio. He played ex. he's played excellent against some of the bigger teams. You know, when we played Inter, we played Juventus, we played Napoli, who's having the craziest season since the you know, Juventus making over a hundred points many years ago. Uh, he has such great games against these teams, so it's not a quality thing. It has nothing to do with it. It's just it's just some sort of mental aspect he needs to come over. But yeah, he was at fault yesterday, and he ultimately cost us another derby.
0: It's a shame because he's played really well recently, like you said. He was excellent against Juventus. He's played well against Inter. I think he was one of the best centre-back trio Parents' uh, performances, sorry, against Real Softly, Dad, but yeah, it was just um, it's just a, a pain that he tends not to show up in the Rome Derby, and I think he's one of Lazio's fans' favourite players at the moment. Um, Imran, if you're still with us, I know you, you may have had some technology issues uh, going green and yeah. i <laughs> yeah. um, What was your thoughts on, on thoughts on Roger Banyans? Do you echo what both me and Joao said?
1: Yeah, I mean, a very poor game. Uh it's it's a shame it has to be him every every derby. And um I mean, it's really inexcusable to get sent off uh in the manner in which he did. And um it's either it's either assisting uh, the last players or getting sent off and putting your teammates in a difficult position. He's a good defender, like you guys said. I mean, he's a really good defender, but um, you, you just can't you just can't lose it like this uh, in the big games because that's when that's when you have to show your best side. And I think that's what um, you, you know. <laughs> The, the, that's the difference between a, a good player and you know, an extraordinary player or world-class player. They, they, need, they need to show consistency, and they have to show up in the big games. They have to be decisive in the big games. And unfortunately, he hasn't been that. Uh, I sorry, just
2: yeah. to say uh, for Imran, what's, what's funny, what's maybe not funny, but what's shocking about this is he shows up to other big games besides the Derby. That's what I understand about him. That that's what I don't get. Like he showed up against the to me, our bigger teams than Lazio is you know, uh inter Inter Milan and Juventus. And he showed up against those teams. It's just the Derby. So that's what I find. If but, he didn't show you know, up against any big team, sure, but he showed yeah. up against the bigger ones. It's just the Derby.
1: You're right. You're right. But you know, this is the this is the biggest game in the city. This is the biggest game for the team. Of the season, and it it comes with uh, you know you know emotional roller coaster. Everyone knows it. It's packed with every type of ingredient, and I think this is the game where you have to show uh, you know you can't let the game get to you. And unfortunately, it does to him every single time. And you know, even last time when he made those mistake, you think, oh, okay, you know, this was a one-off, even though it wasn't a one-off because he had done it, you know, once before. And he think, oh, okay, you know, it will happen again. But yesterday, <laughs> it happened again. Uh, I, 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 I just can't explain it. I, I don't know, uh, you know, it, there are some things that... You cannot explain why they happened. I don't know what happened to him. Why why he decided that, you know, picking up two silly yellow local I mean, the first one, within... The first ten minutes, I mean, in the opponent's half, it's you just can't do that because the derby. We know that it's a long game. There will be a lot of heated, you know, heated moments where you can get, uh, uh, you know, unnecessary bookings. And you know, he gets them within half an hour. And yeah,
2: yeah, I think I think it's, he he's right. You're right, Imran. He just lets his emotions get to him when it comes to the derby, and it just takes over, and he just doesn't play well. And it ultimately costs the team.
0: Is that mentality issue?
2: Yes, it has to be. Again, the derby, it has to be. He has a quality. Yeah, it just yeah. lets his emotions over overtake, like overtake everything for him. It, it gets. I think it just gets too much because it's an emotional game rather than playing. You know, the best best of the world. It just it's emotions that that get to him, and it just every single time he plays the derby, he just can't control them.
1: You know, because we've spoken about his recklessness, you know, before, ever since he joined, we felt that, you know, he he could be really solid when he was fully concentrated and when he was, uh, you know, when we were playing in the three back line, you know, he showed some really good consistency. But he had his lapses in concentration, he had his recklessness where he gives away silly fouls, makes silly mistakes. Uh, I think he did it in the first season uh, in the Europa League game. I think it was against Sevilla, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. He was involved in some, you know, big mistake there as well. It, uh, It's—I uh, don't know if it's just only a mentality issue. I think it has to do, uh, I won't say talent, but uh, it's the whole package that he brings. That. Because I'm trying to think uh, what he was thinking when he picked up the first yellow card uh, because it was so silly. You know that there's no way he's going to get that ball. You know that there's just going to be a foul. And he knows he ain't going to get booked. Yet he does it. He takes a booking. And then I was thinking, oh, no. You know, seven or eight minutes.
0: Me and you had the same then, reaction. <laughs> I <understand laughs> yeah, I was like, one. oh,
1: no. yeah. I was like, no, no, this is too early. You know, if it happened after half an hour, forty minutes, base. you can still, you know, yeah. you can still digest it in a way. You can still digest it, but this, this one after seven, eight minutes, no, no, no. If it, and that would have been the same if Mancini got it, because you know these two guys, you know that if the players, you know, get under the skins, they will lose it. They will completely lose it. But I think with uh, Ibanis, I think he just got. Ahead of himself, he just got too eager, and you know we saw the same thing. And what happens when he when that happens to him? Recklessness.
0: Yeah, it's something he needs to wire out. I just wanted to bring it up because I think he's played now in six derby, della Capitales. So he scored in one. Uh, I think he's played well in three of the games and then three of the other games it's just been the one against the, the COVID game in January 2021 where Manuel Lazari just tore him to shreds just uh, uh, it was I, if I was the coach I could have taken him off at half time and then the early game earlier in the in the season uh, evidently Roma have played Lazio twice this season after Lazio had been knocked out of European competitions coincidence but that could bring that up in a second but he had a poor game in the first one was at fault for the goal and then really stupid red card in the second in the second one where he just thought when he took that horrible first touch, I was like oh no please don't please don't and then just went I may have sworn at the tv <laughs> as you do and it's just thinking ah oh, we've got 60 plus probably seven or eight
2: minutes
0: <laughs> of, uh, of murder ball low blocks and i was thinking we, we'd done well prior to this they they played well and looked to, to soak up all the pressure just thinking ah it's just a moment of madness and now uh, uh before we go into listeners questions what do you do for the sampdoria game because you've got no Cumbulla, no Urbanias, no mancini do you go to a back four of Karsdorp slash Chelik, um, um, Lorente and Smalling and Spinazzola.
2: What I would do and what I think uh, Mourinho will do are two different things. I would definitely <laughs> go to a back four. Like we said, we need to get an extra either midfielder or attacker to to help us score more goals. Just finish off the game early. I mean, they're second to last place. There should be no reason why you can't win in a back four. We have some of the players to do it. You know, you can run players like uh, maybe get a little creative, try Al Sharari, and so back in on the outsides with DiBala running middle, Abraham up top, something mm. to that effect. Um, but I think he's going to go with a back three. We've seen Rick Karsdorp play center back before. I think he's going to put Rick Carsdorp, uh in the back three with Llorente and Smalling, and he's. I think he's going to run the same Guys on the outside with Spinazzola or maybe El-Sharry and uh, Zaleski. And in the middle is going to run Matic, Wynaldum and probably Dybala, Pellegrini, and Abraham. But if it were me, run the back four. It's Sampdoria. Try to get the game won early and maybe rest some of your guys for some of the you know the the games coming up later on.
0: Um, uh, Wijnaldum, Matic, double pivot.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: I think think Matic could be be, uh, deployed in uh, Cristante's role where he falls down deep. I think we saw some of it in the preseason with Matic. So I think he could be a possible solution uh, for that game uh, in the center, you know. Centre back.
0: Yeah, uh, you could play Czajek in the back three. I think he's quite good defensively. But
1: yeah, yeah. He, he also played there. Um, I think Falil? a few minutes. So yeah, no. Uh, I mean, uh, Zeki Czajek. I think he played there in some game uh, earlier in the season. Would it be the game? Not from start. Not from start. But no. uh, when we had to reshuffle in defence. Would it and- be
0: the game that he scored an own goal and has not been seen since? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Which what is one talking?
1: of
0: our, which is one of our questions, by the way, and it's a good segue. We've got some, I, we've got some thoughts and some listeners' questions. Um, I was talking to Rosa, who was, um, who went to the game yesterday and she was a little bit deflated at the end. Um, I sent out a tweet lunchtime, um, for some thoughts and some comments and we've got some good responses and we've, we've covered a couple of topics. Um, Yassir El-Shimi, um, he put awful, refereeing was typically incompetent, but can't understand Mourinho's silly ban- banishment of Seki Chalik. He's the best defensive right-back in the team, playing Zaleski out of position, costs us the goal. Um, I do agree with that, but I'm not too sure about the refereeing. I thought Massa did a good job, but Chalik. So, Joey, I'll come to you first because we've talked about it quite a lot. It seems a bit weird and a bit strange.
2: Yes, it is. And I don't understand. I understand. Well, what I what I do understand is why he got benched in the first place, which was the own goal against Cremonese But to be out this long, it's completely mysterious. And I don't think it's the right approach. Uh, I think he would have been perfectly suited to play the uh, the game against uh, Lazio, especially if you're bringing that pragmatic, that reactive type of approach, you want to defend well, not concede anything early. He would have been a much better candidate to defend uh, Zakanye, uh, who's who's played well this season. He scored now nine goals in Serie A. Uh, so he's been doing well. Um, arguably, he's been one of their better. Uh, they're better forwards, especially with Immobile missing, and to put up our worst defensive wing back against them, I, I I think that was completely wrong. So uh, he would have been really well suited to play some of these games that he that he hasn't played, uh, and especially last one, which the you know the listener was right, it ultimately costs us. But no, it's it's shocking he's not there. He should be playing more. He has qualities to help the defensive line to do better. And I just n- never understand why Mourinho won't give him another chance.
0: Yeah, what's, imagine what's going on? Because it just seems very strange. It was a known goal against Kremlin. He hasn't just been seen since. He's just been running down the down the touchdown in subs appearance.
1: I, I, to be honest, I have no good answer to that. I really don't know why he hasn't been... Uh, Playing, especially when you consider that Zaleski will be playing a right back, which is not his best position. Yeah, I have no good answer.
0: Fair, fair enough, but Zaleski did have a good game on Thursday, and just yeah, it is, it is what it is. Um, Paul Jones, um, we covered this topic. Can Marino trust Habanes in these high-profile games again? Uh,
2: other games, yes, for me, but just not the derby.
0: Yeah, just not the Derby. Um, Rosa, uh, bless her, she went to the game yesterday. She wasn't feeling great, and uh, I think she, I think she got home quicker than she probably expected because um, of the trams. Um, she put deflated. What do you think the chances of us finishing top four in this season's crazy Serie are? And do you think Europe is causing this inconsistency, or is it just Roma? Oh, and can you play in defence against Sampdoria? Any, can we have a back three of me, Joey, and Imran? With Smalling protecting.
1: You'll have Gabbiadini in your pocket. so <laughs> <No. laughs>
0: uh, I'd probably have a good run in Surrey. I'm 35. I'd probably do a, do a good job. <laughs> um, Rory Rory Gianni replied to to Rosa, going, "Yeah, sure. There'd be tired legs after that trip to Spain, but trip to Spain, sorry, but is that just an excuse?" Um, So what what were your thoughts?
1: Good question and good answer by Rory as well. I think uh, our chances, uh, I still believe that uh, we won't finish top four. I think uh, we are too inconsistent. We're just lucky to be still, (laughs) I mean, you know, not far away from it and still fighting for it because our opponents are just as inconsistent. And uh, the... The games in Europe and in Europa League, of course, there's a lot of fatigue after the games. A lot of travels uh, affects the players, but uh, you, you can't lose to you can't lose to Cremonese. You can't have a performance like the one you had against Sassuolo. Okay, you got Kumbula sent off, but even before that, so of course it plays it plays a big role because the score isn't made or is not good enough to play to, to fight on two fronts especially not in a competition mm. like Europa League which is um, tougher than Conference League it drains more energy i mean the performance against uh, the two games against sociedad where you know you really had to f- fight hard for 180 minutes against the top side so of course it uh, it affects um, the team but um, whether it's a good enough excuse or not, uh, I don't know. Because the same goes to Juventus; they've also played in the competition. Um, yeah, at least especially now in the last two games against Freiburg. So, so the same goes for every other team playing in, uh, you know, Europe. You have Napoli; they have barely rotated, oh. and uh, yeah. you know <laughs> they're flying.
0: Quick, quick side note: When do you both think they will win the league? Which date, reckon... Just before the end of April?
2: Yeah, before the end of April. Uh, I don't see the, it going past April at all.
0: I think they're at home to Salonatana on week 32. I think that's the end of April. Uh, I think that could be the the done, the, the ceiling of the title. But I do agree with you. It's just that I still think Roma can make top four. I said it. I'm being bold. I'm happy to be proven wrong because... Uh, I think they are in. They can probably win the Europa League as well because I think they're suited for knockout football in Europe. We saw it this last season, and you've seen it against Red Bull Salzburg and against Real Sociedad. The final's going to be a tough, tough ass because they're flying in Holland and they won the Classica at the weekend. They beat Ajax. I think it was the first time since 2005 they've actually won the away game in the classica away in Amsterdam but I have hope I'm more than happy to be proven wrong <laughs> Um our final question is from Marco Serra's fan account aka at Zaniolo Ismo we've covered this but do you do you uh, I uh, imagine he, th- he forgot to, to write something. Do you, Ibanez should be sold because of his big game performance? Or has he done enough to excuse the kinds of breakdowns? Also, in case we miss on top four and Mourinho leads, who would you want as a possible replacement?
2: Ooh. Uh, I am I like Ibanez. I've always been a fan. Um, just there's one opponent he can't play against. It's, it's Lazio. He's shown he can play other teams, so I, I'm willing. I'm always willing to forgive uh, because he always comes up. He he he's like he's like a symbol of what Roma do. He's like the embodiment of them. He's he he like gives you so much hope, and then it crashes down in one game. But it, it only seems to happen in the derby. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I've always been a fan of him. I think he has qualities that Mancini and Smalling don't have that he really helps the team, especially driving with the ball forward. Statistically, he's one of the better ball progressors uh, in Europe carrying the ball up. Uh, it can cost you a ton, but with Roma, with a team that they have that has a hard time bringing the ball up, you know, besides just uh, hoofing it to uh, Abraham or Balati, I think it's a good quality to have. So if it's just a derby, I, I can forgive that. That's me. And uh, who do we want as a coach? Uh, that's very tough. It depends who's available. If you want to keep the same three back, you try for Conte, but he, he won't come with our finances. But if it were me, I would always uh, like a more proactive approach. Um, Deserbi and obviously Italiano fits oh. those, fits those characteristics. There's obviously other coaches out there. I, I don't know every single coach, but other coaches I see who can do well at Roma would be those two.
0: My neighbour's a Brighton fan and I think he's enjoying life at the moment. Um, I saw him at the Swindon game the other week and we had a nice chat about Brighton. I think a lot of Brighton fans are enjoying De Zerbi and if Roma didn't go for Mourinho, I think that would have been the wiser move, but who knows. Uh, Imran, what's your thoughts? I
1: would say De Zerbi if you're talking talking about a realistic option, the Zerbi, If you want to dream bigger, I would say Tuchel, uh, Thomas Tuchel. Uh, that's another. That, that's to his name, uh, you, but, you did uh,
0: well there. You did well. That's another egotistical manager. My mates are Chelsea
1: fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but I think I think he would be a good fit because uh, I think uh, just imagine you know German mentality, mm. discipline. Uh, and you know Italian players performing or of course including the international players as well but in that atmosphere I think it be, it could be a good match and you know tactically he's very I, I like his tactics and I, I admire what he has done because he's not a typical na- naive uh, coach uh, I think he does I think he's he's really good defensively I admire him in that way so I think he 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 could be an option if we want to, you know, keep spending big on coaches. And uh, if they want another high-profile uh, manager, then Conte could be an option because I struggle to see where else Conte could go this summer. It could be It could be Juventus if they want to get rid of Allegri. Apart from that, I don't see any realistic teams for him in Italy anyway if he wants to come back, which it seems like you want to and but then again if you hire Conte you get a lot of the same stuff that you have with Mourinho, mm-hmm. you know, the press conferences, you know, the meltdowns. Open yeah, the meltdowns, the criticism, the constant nagging and criticism and while I know that he will be you know, able to bring a lot of good results but, you know, in the, if you qualify for the Champions League, you know, going anywhere, he has a very poor record. So, in the league, he will do well, at least.
0: Just get knocked out in the, in the group stage on the final day, of the uh, final round of fixtures. Ah, oh, I could not imagine Conte at Roma. Well, it nearly, it could have happened a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, I I can't start, you know, a coach like uh, Conte after Marini would be too much.
2: I agree with Imran. I think uh, Tuco would be a good fit. Um it just I think maybe they would try for Conte first cuz he has a se- success in the league, but uh he, you guys are right. Uh, I think he he'll, he'll bring a lot of media attention and to be honest, he's been one of the worst coaches ever in Europe and Roma's always a team that has thrived in Europe. I mean, they made so many, they won the Conference League, made it semifinals to Europa League and Champions League. So they might try for him, but I think Tuco might be a better fit.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Um this is hypothetical. Uh Jose still in charge. We could be still in charge next season if Roma make top four and win the Europa League. It's just all hypothetical and all, all talk all talk. Um do you guys have anything else to add? Well, we've gone almost an hour. Uh nope, not for
2: from- me. Oh, good. Good.
0: I've got one I've got one quote. And we were talking about this pre-pod. So something happened after the game yesterday. Uh, Jose Mourinho and Claudio Letito um, locked horns. Mourinho told Letito backstage, what the fuck are you looking at? The Lazio president responded, I'm the president of Lazio and and you are a guest. This is my home and I go wherever I like and you can't be here. And apparently, Jose could be in trouble again. So this could be quite fun going into the international break. Just thank God Just thank God he didn't start a fight with Igletari because I think that could have been ended completely differently. I would not want to mess with Igletari. He looks like he could absolutely beat the living crap out of anyone.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott. I, I don't understand the. Um, I, don't, I don't understand the ne- the added uh, media attention. It's it's not necessary. Game's over. We lost. We, uh, they should just. I, I mean, we're not in the locker room. We're not backstage. We don't know what happens. But just try to be humble. Uh, I do like what he what he did to approach his own team afterwards and says, "Look, we made some mistakes, but we're still in the fight." Like, do more of that. You know, show that there's hunger, motivation. There's something left to fight for. This is just unnecessary uh, scuffles with other teams. We really don't need it right now. We just need to be humble and get back to work.
0: There was also another suggestion that was more tension in the dressing room. Is, uh our shithousery or shithouser. What would you call him? Uh, Mr. Mancini called Alessio Romagnoni, who is a former Roma youth team player and first team player. A piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Mancini and Adam Maricic were going at it at the final. So I think yeah, there was some scuffles and some, some stuff. This might, this will have repercussions going into the Sampdoria game in two weeks. Thank God it's the international break because, yeah, we've got that to look forward to. Um, I will, before we finish, I will end on this today. Is my two-year anniversary of becoming the host of La Magica. Thank you for all the kind words and all the messages on social media. My first pod was with, with, uh, with Imran and Sam two years ago after we lost to Napoli 2-0 in March of 2021 when we were going through that awful run of form. I've loved every single minute of it. Minute of it. This is my second full season, and hopefully it'll be, there'll be some more. But thank you very, very much for the kind words
2: on social media.
1: Thank you for your great
2: job. Yeah, thank you, and uh, great work, Scott, for the two years you've done.
0: Both of you, I'm blushing. I'm blushing. You're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> I think, I think that's probably where we probably will wrap up. We've gone almost an hour, um, guys. You can follow us at com and you can find all our previous episodes on the website. You can find us on all podcast platforms: your Spotify, your TuneIn, your Podbean. Uh, etc etc and if you do use a podcast platform with a rating system do give us a five star review help, help help us out on the algorithms and get us up the up the charts we're just uh just talking about italian football in general and, and a serie A club focus but yeah um imran welcome back welcome back to the madhouse thank you very much for joining us on this monday evening
1: thank you thank you next time please invite me for a game where we can win
0: so sam dorian a couple of weeks he says (laughs) tongue-in-cheek
1: let's hope
0: so joey once again thank you very much for joining me you pretty much joined me most of the weeks over over the last couple of months and really enjoyed us talking about as roma it's been a lot of fun
2: yeah it has been thank you we uh we seem to have so many up and downs with this team, but we're always uh, along for the ride. So it's been, it's been great.
0: And you don't have to think about Roma for the next two weeks, or do you? Because Roma's next game is against Sampdoria on the 2nd of April. Here's, yes. And then we've got some fun games against Torino, Feyenoord, Udinese, Feyenoord. I want to say AC Milan and Atalanta also. So April's going to be a lot of fun. And then you got Inter, Salon, Natana, et etc. et cetera. And a nice away trip in Bologna. So, yeah, I've done enough rambling on. Thank you very much for both of you to, for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. There'll be no podcast talking about um, current Roma in the next couple of weeks. I have two guests lined up for next week. Both are Canadian. So there'll be another Canadian vibe. Uh, but hopefully we'll have some more podcasts out on the international break. Imran, Joey, once again, thank you very much. Enjoy the international break. If you support a team in top European competition, if you like me, support a team in League 2. Saturday, the focus is on you, and hopefully my team can get a win, and get up into the playoffs. But enjoy the international break. Enjoy the European
2: qualifiers for Euro 2024. And ciao. Ciao. ciao.